Well, Razorback fans, got some pretty crazy news in the basketball side of things. A matchup that we never expected to see. So let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. And uh, I know that uh, I got a lot of responses for the other podcast that I did a couple days ago. And so uh, I want to talk about that later. And uh, you know, I had to take yesterday off just to kind of put some things together and all that. But Appreciate everybody and, and listening in because uh, there's good, good stuff that's going on right now, especially some stuff that we're going to have to talk about from the perspective of Razorback baseball or basketball. And I was so excited about this when it happened the other day, but due to the tragic news of Ryan Mallett's passing, it kind of got overshadowed a little bit, but that's okay because uh, there's always plenty of time during the dog days of summer to talk about it. And so we're going to talk about it today as Arkansas in basketball for this upcoming season and the SEC will be having their first SEC ACC challenge. Uh, it used to be the SEC Big 12 challenge. Before that, it was the SEC Big East challenge. And now it is the ACC. And I remember when they first announced this as being a thing that I was like, okay, sounds cool. Could be really cool. But I don't know. There's still some questions I have about it. Is it legitimate? Is it going to be like, are they going to screw teams over like Arkansas? Are they actually going to do it the right way? Because let's be honest, the ACC does have a lot of really good basketball teams in it. But as far as matchups, you know, there's only so many that can go so far. But, you know, I was like, okay, well, Arkansas, as we've talked about many times, has been a program that is the second best in the SEC when it comes to ratings behind Kentucky. And we know that television ratings drive so much of what games and what matchups and who gets what and the benefits there too. So maybe, just maybe, they'll find a way to make it work. Well, slowly and surely, the names and the teams started coming out as far as who these matchups were going to be. And after a process of elimination started happening, I'm like, is Arkansas going to get Duke? No, I mean, they could. It's, I mean, possible, but nah. No, they're going to give Duke just to somebody else that's less worthy and just because they want to throw him a bone or because they you know want to help out or whatever. There's no way. There's no way. And then lo and behold, as time went on and as they officially released the schedule, butter my butt and call me a biscuit, Arkansas and Duke are playing each other in the very first SEC-ACC challenge. And on top of that, the the Duke Blue Devils are but the Duke Blue Devils are coming to Fayetteville, to Bud Walton Arena. All right. Okay. I'm uh, I'm still shocked by this. I felt like they were going to find a way to screw out of our screw Arkansas out of it, but not in this case. Duke at Arkansas, Wednesday, November 29th, as part of the SEC ACC challenge outstanding outstanding this is without a doubt the biggest game of the ACC or SEC and ACC challenge ACC SEC doesn't matter who gets first but it's without a doubt the biggest game uh and what's great about it too is that 
The Arkansas-Duke game will be played on the 30th anniversary of the first regular season game at Bud Walton Arena when Arkansas beat Murray State 93-67 back on November 29th, 1993. So that's going to be, I'm sure, a pretty cool event and a pretty cool thing. Um, I'm hoping that there's some way that they could have an honor of Nolan and maybe Coach K. He, Coach K won't come. But I thought it'd be cool to have just all the players there, especially the 94 National Championship team, as many players that could come there for that. Is they were one of the reasons why in the first season 30 years ago uh, they were able to win a championship that year and Bud Walton and Duke and just all the connections there, it makes total sense. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of festivities going on and it will probably be an extremely difficult ticket to get. Extremely difficult. Um, Eric Musselman said about this statement, or said in a statement, he says, we're excited as a program to host such a storied program in Duke. And he says, it's a great opportunity for our fans to get to see a premier game in November. Our, co- our players and coaching staff have an incredible respect for Duke's history and current team. We recognize Duke will be a preseason number one team in many polls. What a great early test. A challenge for the team prior to SEC play. How about that? So the Duke Blue Devils are preseason ranked number one. That's not surprising. It just happens that way all the time when it comes to Duke, right? So this is going to be... This is going to be the biggest game in Bud Walton history in the regular season. For sure, non-conference play. Because the last time that you've had a game of this magnitude, I think, would probably be the Arkansas-UNLV game back in the early 90s. But that was in Barnhill, so it wasn't even in Bud Walton Arena. This one's in Bud Walton. I, I can't think of another game that's been bigger than this one. Like you've had highly ranked teams coming in, but... It's always been like programs that weren't really that great at the time. Like, you know, you're like, who cares? Like when Auburn was number one when they came in, yeah, they were number one, and it was a big deal to beat the number one team, but it wasn't because of Auburn. It was because of the number one team. Uh, same thing when like Florida had that happen. Kentucky would have it too, but you play Kentucky in those teams all the time, so it's not anything unique. It's not anything new. And then when you would have some sort of non-conference game and a home-and-home against whoever it would be, some sort of challenge. It was a very big deal. Like when he played Syracuse, that was big. Or when he played Michigan, that was big. But those are programs that are solid and fine and all that. But Duke, Duke does not just play regular seasons, uh, regular, regular season non-conference games on the road. Like they do not do that. That's what people have to realize about this game. If Duke plays prestigious teams or other big-time teams outside of the ACC, it is always in some sort of tournament. It's always in some sort of event, like the Maui Invitational or whatever, or it's just like a one-off game special to start the college basketball season off on a tanker or something like that. They don't do road games in non-conference play. It's just not a thing. So for them to go to Bud Walton Arena is a very rare occurrence. So on, so all of this coming together is just going to make this the biggest game ever in Bud Walton Arena history. Is imagine if imagine if Duke is still number 1, which I don't see why they wouldn't be or at least be in the mix. Imagine if they're number 1, Duke. And what if Arkansas is like top 10 at that point, which is possible. Mm, man, man. Started getting chills thinking about it. What a 
hostile environment that would be. Hostile environment. So, it's only going to be the fifth time these teams have played, and the series is tied at two. You know, uh, Duke has beaten Arkansas most recently, as we know, in the Elite Eight a couple years ago in San Francisco, but Arkansas for sure had the most notable win because they beat Duke in the national championship game in 1994. So that's that's wild. They got Filipowski back, who was uh, so good last year. Jeremy Roach, who was really good last year. Like, they're going to be a really good basketball team. And Arkansas is going to be coming off of their Atlantis trip which features a lot of great teams too. Like that's going to be the quick turnaround. So you're, you're dealing with a stretch of about a week of nothing but the highest of quality college basketball teams, or at least very high quality college basketball teams that Arkansas is going to have to be facing off against. And Duke is coming to town, man, just I'm speechless. I don't know what to say and how they ended up getting it right. I can't believe it. They got it right. Because I was looking at all the other SEC, ACC challenge games too. And there's some that are okay. Like, there's some of note. Uh, Tennessee at North Carolina. I mean, Tennessee, as much as I like to make fun of them, they have been a basketball program that's been pretty consistent under Rick Barnes, as far as regular season, at least. I know they haven't gotten past the Sweet 16. But they've been pretty consistent in the regular season. And North Carolina's they, they were the preseason number one last year and took a tumble. So they're going to be looking to bounce back. That'll be interesting. Miami at Kentucky, which kind of looks weird because you wouldn't think Miami and Kentucky would be a good one, but Miami made the Final Four last year. Jim Laranaga is a really good coach, and they've done a lot of good things. So that'll be a big matchup. Um, maybe Texas A&M at Virginia because both teams play the most boring style of basketball ever created, but they do have some success with it, especially Virginia, who won a national championship. So it's funny because that's probably a good game, competitively speaking. But I might fall asleep during the game watching it because Virginia probably will win by a final score of 43 to, to 39. And I'll just want to like, apologize to the basketball gods for them having to witness it. But yeah, you got Syracuse at LSU, which, hey, if that was a mid-2000s game, that would be game would be awesome. Not so much anymore. Mizzou at Pitt. Who cares? Mississippi State at Georgia Tech. Meh. Notre Dame at South Carolina. Eh, no. NC State at Ole Miss. You know, Ole Miss has got Chris Beard, so I guess maybe that's a little interesting, but not overly. Florida at Wake Forest. Eh. Virginia Tech at Auburn. Okay, Virginia Tech's been pretty good. And Auburn, of course, has had their moments during the regular season, at least. Georgia at Florida State. Who cares? Boston College at Vanderbilt. Who cares? Clemson and Alabama. Oh, man. Bet you if it was a football national championship game or a football game uh, regular season, it would probably be probably more interesting. But yeah, Alabama, that blue blood program, man. Big time program in the SEC. Best program in the SEC, right? Yeah. Get Clemson. Have at it. Have at it. You know, you're pro- you probably won that game, too. You should win that game. You should win that game. All right, I'm done. I'm done talking trash. Point is, is this. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that game to happen. I can't wait for the, what the atmosphere is going to be like. Like I'm probably going to take the day off the next day on that Thursday because it's a Wednesday, which is a middle of the week thing, but it's at 8.15 at night. So it would have been so much more fun if it was a Saturday, no doubt. But 
doesn't matter for Razorback fans. They're going to show up. It might break the attendance record. Like it, if it, especially if it's the scenario that is very possible where they're number one and Arkansas is a top 10 team or flirting with the top 10, it might break the, the, the attendance record. It might break the sound barrier. And when you got all the people being honored at that and being talked about at that, man, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I know we got to get through football season, man, but that gum, the end of November is going to be awesome, especially in basketball. But kudos, kudos to everybody involved in getting, getting it right, getting it right by having Arkansas and Duke play each other. I just cannot wait for that game to transpire. Uh, folks, take your first swing at betting on MLB at FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend in betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to be the first home run. All on an app that's safe, sound, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, this was kind of a, a, an interesting thing that I, I don't, I can't remember if we talked about it when it was a first announced, but now that it's been uh, put together as far as more uh, in flux as far as what it is and when what's going to be happening, uh, Arkansas and Razorback football are getting a new additions with the uh, Big Reds rooftop bar, which I think is when I when I heard about, it, I thought it was an awesome idea. And now that I've seen some pictures of the renderings of what it's going to look like, I think there's a lot of potential there. So essentially, they've released uh, not only pictures, but graphics of what it's going to look like when it gets all built. And I like the idea behind it. So it's the largest outdoor sports bar in the college, in college football. It's uh, going to be located on the north end zone deck. And they're going to be able to watch, fans are going to be able to watch games. So it's going to feature three individual bars positioned under a sprawling canopy that can provide covered space for fans. So if it's raining, you're covered. If it's sunny, it's not beating down on you. You're covered, and you're going to have three full bars. Uh, the bars total over 200 feet in length have approximately 70 bar seats and televisions throughout. Additionally, pub tables and a drink rail overlooking the field will provide fans a variety of seating opportunities. So they have added this, and the, these pictures are pretty impressive. Probably should have put them up on the podcast to show you, but... Uh, if you haven't seen it, just go to ArkansasRazorbacks.com and they'll tell you more about it. But this is the key. It's going to be uh, Big Red's rooftop is going to be sold on single-game basis. Tickets will grant entries to fans to the stadium and access to Big Red's rooftop area. Big Red's is a general mission area with no assigned seating. So fans who already have game tickets may also buy tickets to Big Red. So apparently if you have game tickets already, if you want to go to this area, you still got to buy additional tickets. Uh, food and beverage is not included. Not included with the ticket purchase. But beer, wine, and ready-to-go, ready-to-drink cocktails and Coca-Cola products will be available for purchase. Additionally, a unique Big Red's food menu will be available to order with your favorite items from the bar. I don't know exactly what food items those will be, but it's going to be available. It's going to be unique, it says. So maybe like food truck type stuff, maybe some bar food. Don't know, but I'm all for it. 
Uh, it says single game tickets will go on sale to the general public for all home games on Wednesday, July 12th. As is the case for all ticket on sales, Razorback Foundation members and season ticket holders will have a pre-sale opportunity prior to the date of the public sale. So if you're a Razorback Foundation member, you're going to have priority. You'll be able to purchase those tickets first. Um, it says outside of football game days, they'll host other Big Rops Rooftop will host other public events, including at least one Friday night event prior to home football game this season. Details on Friday night event will be announced closer to the start of the season. So, uh, yeah. I like this deal. I, I, like, I like the fact that they're trying something new and trying something unique to bring more people in. And the fact that they're doing it in a way of giving people what they want. You know, like, you don't need any more, like, like don't overthink it. Provide something different. Like, yeah, you could probably continue to build just a bunch of loge boxes or suites and stuff, but don't do that. Just give it something like this. Because here's the thing. If people can't, like, they know that there's people out there that like the bar scene, who just like to go to a bar and watch a game and eat some cheese fries and some mozzarella sticks and just watch the game. Be like, you know, that's not holding, you know, just yelling at the TV during the whole thing. So why not have one in your own place, especially when it's bigger than anything else? And you're there in the game. And you can watch the game. And you can have TVs all around that'll have other games on while also watching your game. And have food and beer and like have places to sit. You can be outside. You can be under the canopy. It's great. I think it's awesome. So kudos to Arkansas really putting this together and trying to make it work. Uh, I think it'll be awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to try it. I may try it out actually this year too. Uh, I'm already got my season tickets, but I'm actually in the north end zone for my season ticket. So maybe I'll be able to find a way to sneak into there or something. Just, uh, you know, say, hey, don't you know who I am? I'm that idiot on the podcast that talks out of his rear end every day. Um, probably will work. So, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. And then if I do check it out this year, I'll be able to report back. So for those of you who are, like, interested in it and maybe not be interested in it, I'll give a report back and let you know exactly how it is and what it looks like. But either way, we'll uh, wrap up and get to the final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast on the other side of the break, so stay with us. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because of uh, obvious reasons, Um, but I just wanted to say and I'm going to try to do my best to not make this sound stupid either. I just wanted to say thank you for the amount of people that reached out and complimented or just said how much that podcast I did the other day about Ryan Mallett meant to them. Um, and I never dreamed that it would blow up like it did. I mean, I, there was a lot of people that reached out and a lot of people that were, we're talking about and, and appreciate Locked On Podcast Network. They put it together really cool and really well put together compilation of uh, my thoughts and feelings that day. So that way it's like, you know, he's for social media. It really encompassed what I was trying to go for. Because to be honest, folks, um, that podcast, I, I didn't go in with any game plan. I didn't go in with, oh, well, I was going to say this and that and write it down like, I just turned the mic on and, and just spoke from the heart about one five because uh, that's how much that he meant to me and meant to Razorback Nation. I felt like that would be 
the most appropriate way to honor him is not to have anything scripted, you know, not write some sort of story about, well, this is how I like, and it's not to say that's bad. I'm just saying like, I wanted to, to speak from the heart and just speak from my emotions that day. And so it meant a lot to me to see how many people were impacted similar to what I was and had so many stories to tell and so many cool things to say and sent so many different pictures in and things that they had with Ryan and uh, moments that they had with Ryan too and, and everything. So I just, again, I wanted to say thank you for, for that. And that's not why I did it, but uh, it was, it was just good to see the outpouring support for Ryan. And I mean, you're talking about every, like Tom Brady, Snoop Dogg, uh, Pat McAfee, that's just a few of the people. Bill Belichick, just a few people that spoke about Ryan Mallett and spoke about him and, and the impact he had and how much they loved him. It just was such a cool thing. Such a cool thing. And I still, like, it's, I think I'm good now. Like, I'm thinking I'm okay now. I say that at least. But that, 24, 48 hours after the news came out, I was, a, I was a wreck. I was an absolute wreck. I was worthless when it came to anything. And that's why I didn't do a podcast yesterday because I'm like, I just couldn't, I still couldn't do it. I still couldn't bring myself to do it. But, um, you know, I've seen more details emerge and that's what a lot of people were saying was like, oh, well, you know, that's just why they, you don't uh, go swim out there with the red flags at the beach. Well, this report comes out. There was no riptides. There was nothing dangerous out there. There was yellow flags where they were. It was just, again, don't know exactly the full details of it, nor does it matter, but it looked like it was just some sort of freak accident, which makes it even worse because it's not like, oh, it's something that could have been prevented. It's simply uh, just something that unfortunately happened. But, you know, it, it was just awesome to see the amount of people honoring Ryan and the U of A doing a great job of, you know, lighting up the scoreboard. Uh, I guess it was last night or two nights ago of Ryan's memory. And I don't know what exactly needs to be done, but there needs to be something permanent that honors Ryan Mallett. Some people say retire number 15. I, you know how I feel about retiring numbers. It's not to say I would be against it, but it's also like, um, you know, I just feel like there's, if you weren't going to retire it, when he was on the earth, then you shouldn't retire it just simply because he's no longer here. I, I don't, I don't think even Ryan would want that. Um, so I don't know if you go that far, but maybe something, maybe some sort of like his name somewhere or you know, maybe, maybe big reds. I think that now that would be awesome. I know big reds is already there, but how awesome would that be? I think you, and then he would love it. How awesome would that be? If that like sports bar thing up there was named after Ryan Mallett. Like that would be pretty. That would be pretty cool, something like that. Um, you know, or just anything. And there's there's so many different things they could do. They could wear the patch of number fifteen on their uniforms this year, or on their helmet. Um, you know, there's just a lot of ways that they can honor him, and I think they will. I think they will. So whatever it takes, whatever they're gonna do, hopefully they end up doing it, and hopefully it ends up being something really cool and really memorable, because he deserves it for sure. But. Yeah, just it, it's awesome seeing everybody out there talk about how much Ryan meant to them and the uh, the approach that they all had. Just, again, hits me in the feels every single time. Every single time. But 
He was that great of a guy and that great of a player. That's for sure. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. See you then.